0: Welcome to the Alternative Data Podcast. I'm Mark Fleming-Williams, and this is the Alternative Data Podcast, powered by Exabel. In this episode, I speak to Thani Shamsi of DataRaid, a data marketplace based out of Berlin. In our conversation, Thani and I talk about the efficiencies needed to unleash alternative data even more advantages and challenges of being based in Europe and the GDPR and Europe's regulatory approach. I began by asking Thani about the alternative data scene in Berlin.
1: I don't know if there's really an alternative data scene in Berlin, probably. I mean, Berlin is not the financial capital in Germany. So this is more like Frankfurt. Um, there are lots of fintechs in Berlin, though.
0: Berlin's kind of the um, the startup capital in a way, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. So Berlin is Berlin is more of like the the
0: startup hub. Interesting to see where. Uh, alternative data is cropping up in the different in the different countries I mean in America it's very much around New York so very much around the financial markets yeah um, and and you know I mean perhaps because it's kind of early in Germany perhaps it, it's kind of finding its feet and and um, you maybe you're like kind of the first you know in terms of um, so so maybe maybe they're all going to gather around you who knows <laughs> <laughs> so I think j- just one comment on this like I
1: think what i see especially in germany is like we don't have that density of hedge funds that you see in the us right or or maybe even in the uk um and what i see way more here are are really like those those upstarting fintechs that that are very very data driven um, also around in hamburg uh, a few ones um that probably play more with data uh, but in general uh, yeah, that's that's probably. I mean, the US is is the is the is the country of of uh, financial markets, right?
0: Well, Thani, let's talk about let's talk about you. Let's talk about Data raid So, this is the company of which you're the CEO and co-founder. Um, let us begin, perhaps, if you could just start by um, just introducing me to how Data raid came about. A little bit about your background.
1: Absolutely. So. The first touch point I had with the data industry was around 2015 when I joined Zeotap, which is a data company and um, a company that's focused on um, consumer intelligence, consumer data mostly, and uh, started out to monetize data from telecom operators in a privacy-compliant way. And I joined this company 2015. Uh, Worked very closely with uh, with the CEO, um, who also mentored me um, for those three years. And yeah, really saw how the world of data uh, is evolving across the globe, right? So I was working on expanding the company in different markets, be it India, the US, but also Europe. And that was really the first touchpoint I had with the data industry, um, mostly, of course, in the in the kind of consumer marketing space. And really amazed me, right? Because it's it's not an industry you, you hear a lot about, right? It's it's always like a like a supportive industry. Data is always supporting different use cases. So it's never like the it's never the the, the big star. It's always the supporter. And I was like, I, damn,
0: I, I, I think that's changing.
1: This is yeah. changing. Yes, I mean, data has has always had a supporting role. It will always have a supporting role because, right? It's it's always the use case that is that is driven then by by data or improved by data. But you're right it's it's getting more in front of in the in the spotlight mm-hmm. um and yeah that that was really the time where my excitement for data and this 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 universe of data was was growing um spending three years in this in, in at zeotap and where I then finally said i love data i love technology so my background is business information technology um studied that um and
0: Business information technology. I mean, is that, is that Bloomberg or, or what? what, is, <laughs> what is business information technology.
1: It's a study program which combines business administration with computer science. And I studied that at IBM. So in Germany, we have like those, those study programs where you work for a company and you study at the same time. And mm. uh, that's the combination here.
0: Like an apprenticeship.
1: Correct, but you study, right? So it's uh, it's uh, I think it's a unique thing you have in, you have in Germany.
0: They've got a, a similar thing. I think it's Warwick University in in England, which is an engineering university, and they and they do tie ups with companies. But I think they're probably copying the Germans. I think maybe.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> but um, okay, cool. So you were you had a kind of technology and business background, and so um, so you're kind of comfortable with the with the with the kind of technical side of things, um, and so you thought, right? I love data. There's an opportunity here, um, and and so you you launched you launched rate I mean, what what what? Tell tell me about rate What is rate
1: Correct. So so just a, just a quick background. Like on DataRate, like when we launched, right? We looked at the market. We were excited about the market because there were so many data providers popping up, and it's still the same today, right? Like every day, there are new 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 more data providers, more companies uh, that that um, need data. So when we launched DataRate, we we said, hey, this is a growing market, this is a global market, data is very, very, very global, and we want to build a company that creates more transparency, right? Because the data market is also not very transparent. It's sometimes a bit behind the scenes. And um, this was something where we said, why should it be, right? Why Why shouldn't everyone have access to data? And also, I don't know, see reviews from others. Hey, what, what do others think about this data type?
0: There you were in 2018. What, was there a particular kind of data transaction which you were seeing from, from your previous experience and it looked um, inefficient? It looked like it needed a marketplace. Was, what, did you have a particular kind of uh, view over a, an, an edge of the data market which made you see that there was a marketplace needed?
1: absolutely great question so i think i think in the in the data market and everyone that's listening that is that is uh, i know working on the data sales side uh, especially before corona um knows that selling data is i mean at least those those large licenses bigger contracts it's a it's a direct sales one-to-one sales thing right you you, you visit clients you, visit, you see them at conferences you invite them for dinner you go have drinks um, it's like this typical typical people connecting with each other, which is great, right? Because this is how you build trust. Um, but I thought, hey, this this can't be the only thing how to connect, right? Um, just going to conferences and then knowing the right one and connecting with the right one. And then on the other side, this is especially true for the marketing ecosystem where you have like those marketing e- advertising platforms where the buying of data is way more um uh, automized, right? Automated, mm-hmm. um, where you don't know everything about the, anything about the data provider. So you're just buying data like with a click, but you don't have any reviews. You don't know about the quality of the data. And I saw those, those two sides, like on one hand, people just buying blindly data, right? On the marketing platforms. And this is just one use case, right? And on the other side, people buying data, like only be- based on those personal relationships. And I thought, hey, maybe you can take good things from those both worlds, right? Um, take a, uh, build a platform that um, automates a lot of the, the, the stuff that both the, the sellers of data don't like and both of the, also the, the, the buyers don't like. Um, still keeping the personal relationship because it's important for data, right? Um, because there's there's always some kind of customization you need, um, but also taking this this automated approach and, and having trust mechanisms that don't only rely on hey i have a colleague that said this data provider is great um but hey having access to reviews having access to previous experiences and so on
0: did you did you have any specific uh kind of data sources or data buyers in mind when you when you created this
1: so so i i knew from from working at zeotap i knew that there's that there was a demand for marketing data, right, from from big brands and, and all the advertisers' the agencies. I knew that there's all, there was also demand from hedge funds, right. So mm-hmm. I think uh, back in the back in the day, 2015 and so on, like the, the topic of hedge funds also approaching non-traditional data providers, like marketing data providers, was a, a big topic coming up, right. You always heard like, oh, this location data provider works with this hedge fund, and I know they, this hedge fund is looking for, I know. Uh, commercial uh, transaction data, and so on. So we had kind of an idea that there is demand and supply in the marketing and financial space. But to be very honest, we said we don't want to just play in one space, but we want to just open up a, a marketplace that's, um, that is open to everyone and just see, hey, what's, what else is out there? And it cannot just be financial, the financial industry and the marketing industry. And it actually proved uh, true
0: yeah okay well, if you build it they will come type thing
1: it's kind of an it's, it's kind of absolutely it's kind of an experimentation right when you start a business you want to see hey um who's out there and mm. uh, experimenting finding the, the the hot centers and absolutely there's a there's a white hot center in, in financial the financial industry and there's a there's a hot center in the marketing industry but there are more and more other hot centers popping up in different industries um that are not related to the financial industry or the marketing industry.
0: For sure. Okay, so um, what is data rate? How does it work?
1: Okay, so data rate is a data marketplace. And what we focus on um, is that we want to create transparency in the market across data types, across data buyers. So we don't focus on just one buyer vertical. We don't focus on just one data type, so it's, a, it's, a, it's the every, everything store for, for data, and we basically act as a matchmaker, as a commerce platform, right? So data providers come to us, they, um, they go through our, our onboarding process, um, they can list their data, make their data offering transparent, right? Because that's something that is today actually difficult to see, what data providers are out there, what kind of data do they have, um, because sometimes that's just yeah behind the scenes, so that's the first thing, and um then those data providers get access to all the yeah buyer users we have on the platform and that's exactly what we also offer on the buy side, which is um offering them a platform where they can easily identify data providers read reviews about them um see what kind of data products they have, and um, then get in touch with those data providers in order to Get a sample, get a quote, um, connect with them, chat with them over, over our platform, and yeah, we're making sure that that you get the right match first before you then talk about okay, how is this data transferred? Uh, what is the update frequency, and so on and so on.
0: So you're 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 an introduction rather than a transaction platform. Like, does it happen? Does a transaction happen on on data raid, or is it they do that between themselves once they've met each other?
1: We correct. We introduce both parties. The transactions uh, happen between the parties today, right?
0: Okay. And so, where do you? How would you compare? So, I mean, I'm thinking similar types of areas within the market are companies like um, New Data and Eagle mm-hmm. Alpha, which which obviously have a um, large catalogues of data providers and 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 their relationships with with um, uh data buyers as well but you're a marketplace so how do you how would you place your business alongside companies like that
1: great question so yes of course we know about um battlefin new data and i think those are those are probably great companies um we haven't talked too much and i mean the biggest difference is they really focus on the alternative data scene right so they have relationships with hedge funds they have the relationships with the data providers that also focus a lot on the alternative data space um our i think our differentiation is more that we are that we are building a platform a commerce platform a commercial platform where you can buy and sell data which makes it easy for everyone to buy data right Um, and to sell data so I would say most of the platforms out there today most of the marketplaces or yeah the platforms that that connect buyers and sellers are really catered to the very technical audience right somebody who's like a data scientist or a data sourcing manager like those those specialists and this is also how the platforms work how they feel how they how they create a process which is like you need not of a lot of knowledge still to to um, to transact And we are saying we want to make this like we we want to make buying and selling data as easy as I don't know um, hosting a room on on Airbnb or or booking a room on Airbnb, right? This shouldn't just be for the experts and for the for the for the ones that are like super deep in the uh, in the industry, but it should be for everyone. And I think this is our biggest difference. We're creating a data marketplace for for everyone. And not just for a very specific um, vertical or uh, people that have a, a yeah super expert super high expert knowledge.
0: So where's your where's your biggest um, challenge, and as a result, where's your biggest kind of value add in terms of making this easy? Um, because obviously, data can be it comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes. It can be hard to know if it's got value in it. Things like that. So it, obviously it's a, it's a it's a it's a it can be an unwieldy product. Um, and you're you're talking about making it kind of easy to use and easy to access. Where Where's your what do you find um, the, the biggest challenge in that?
1: Great question. That's a that's a very, very, very good question. So you, you're totally right. Data is a beast, right? <laughs> it's 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 neither a product. It's not a service. Right. It's, 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 it's intangible. You cannot touch it. You cannot feel it. Um, it's, it's, I think the most difficult thing in the end to sell or to buy, because you have to have many, many, many check marks in order to say, yes, this is what I want to buy. Um, and of course you have to really, um, really be very clear on what you're selling here. So we are thinking about making it easy. I mean, you cannot build Rome within a day, right? Mm. So, we what we're how we are approaching this is we're looking at the whole buying and selling process from end to end, right? From the idea of hey, I have a use case here, I don't know, algorithmic trading or alternative investing or ESG investing or whatever it might be, audience targeting, and over to the to the process until the deal is made, you bought the data, the data is integrated, and so on. And we are saying, hey, we, we really focus on the early stages here and make it easy, make every step between the buyer and seller easy from the beginning and then going very, very, very deep uh, into the into the transaction at the end, right? And the first thing that we actually already made very easy is discovery, right? So just making sure that the buyers find the providers or the, the data products they're looking for and for the providers to make it very easy to um, to get their data offering in front of um, in front of the potential buyers, which might mm-hmm. come from many different industries. And this is the first thing we made super, super, super easy. And um, so today when you go on data rate, you don't have to sign up, you don't have to do, I don't know um, um, any hoops, you just go on data rate, you you search for the data type you're looking for, and you see all the data products that are listed and can immediately get information about those data products um, request a sample and get in touch with the data provider and this wasn't possible before data rate and now we're going further down the steps which is okay making it even easier for both sides to then evaluate hey is this really the stuff i want to have and is this really the customer i want to work with right and then going Further and further and further down, making the financial transaction easier, right? This is also a difficult thing, making the data transaction easier. Um, but those are all steps in a in a buying and selling journey, where you have to careful carefully engineer an experience that that fits both sides, right? You cannot just build a system that is great for the for the sell side, but it also has to be great for the buy side, right?
0: So, in terms of identifying the data set that you want, you talk about kind of data providers are able to present themselves in the kind of in the in the clearest way and perhaps in the most differentiated way is that is that quite standardized in terms of if you're a buyer are there are there a kind of uh, do you are there is there a kind of list of questions that you can guide them through in terms of do they want you know at least 5 years is that really important for them or you know that kind of thing how do you do you do you structure this
1: hey absolutely you you hit the nail on the head right because data i mean the industry now now exists for for i would say 150 200 years right since the since the the the, the stock ticker uh, um, tapes via the telegraph right so mm. it's it's an old industry but it's i think one one of the most unstandardized industries in the world so you're 100 percent right like the the, the 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 there there are no standards for data really i would say in the financial industry there are way more standards Um, But when it comes to alternative data, everything that is not like stock fundamental data and so on, it's very unstandardized. So this is, for example, one challenge we are solving, like by having standardized product listings, which actually make data products to some extent comparable. Like you said, hey, this data set has a five-year history. This data set has a three-year history. I mean, basic stuff, right? Um, Or, hey, this data set has those 50 attributes and this data set has those 45 attributes, right? Missing five attributes. Um, or has this update frequency and this update frequency, has this format or this format or this delivery form and so on and so on. So this is a very basic thing that also today doesn't exist in a scalable way. There's no standard, right? And yeah, that's that's basically how, how, how data providers list
0: this, yeah. But now it does. Now it does. Now data Raid is, is there. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it, it it it's coming into existence. Um, what about? I'm intrigued by the Berlin aspect. I I like I. Well, first of all, I love the fact that it's based in Berlin because, um, as a London-based alternative data evangelist, then I'm always kind of um keen for more European action, and 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 a marketplace is a great potential kind of um magnet for or 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 um supercharger for for more alternative data creation do you find that a lot of your activity comes from europe um and uh, or are there any other benefits to being based in in berlin do you see
1: so i think let's put it this way berlin is is a city that has always been different right and it, it it's this openness you see here in berlin this this kind of feeling of hey i i can be who i who i am in berlin um, and I think this is something that helps people in Berlin to think differently, to think more open, to think more in a, in a in also in a global perspective. Um, and it's also shaping our strategy, right? This, hey, there shouldn't there shouldn't be walls, there shouldn't be silos, data silos, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, things should be transparent, should be open, and should be shared. And I think this is one thing that, that really is impacting our, our culture as a company, but also, of course, our culture as, 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 as people living here. But then again, I must say that Europe, or let's say Germany, um, for our business at least, what we can say is not a super core market. Yeah? So I would say countries like, like the US or, or the UK, um, even Asia, I think they are more open to work with work with data ha- having a more innovative approach to to the topic of data in Germany it's sometimes when you talk about data it's it's very fast the conversation is going into what about data privacy right um instead of hey what's what's the value what's innovation we can bring with data and uh, so our business is is a very global business so we are, we are we are the matchmaker between businesses in the US and India and between the UK and and Indonesia and so we have a very global approach to to our business today
0: it's it's interesting speaking to someone in berlin because you are obviously within the the european um system and the european union and so you get the you get a kind of front row seat to to gdpr and 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 things like that do you i'm i mean i'm just without obviously offending anyone in the european government are you uh, like do you see the the kind of the data regulations Europe's the European Union's approach to to data? Do you see it as stifling or, or kind of far far seeing? Like, is it is it a um, are they just ahead of the curve, or do you think they may be holding the sector back a bit?
1: No, I, I actually, I think it's a great thing, right? Um, consumer protection, giving giving control of the data to the to the to the people that the data comes from. I think it's a great thing. GDPR is definitely. Um, I think that, that moves uh, that moves the regulation to the to the right uh, pers- perspective and to, to the right direction. Um, so I would say probably the world is going to move more and more into the direction of GDPR, right? We can see it in the US, especially California, that have rules that are becoming very similar, right, um, in terms of privacy, data privacy. I think it's just in the end, it's always about like, the execution of those rules and and making it very clear what is what is allowed what is not allowed and how to do things and i think this is today just a problem for many companies um hey what is possible what is not possible because yeah i mean not everyone is a pri- privacy expert and uh, you really need to you really need to understand what kind of data you have and if it, if it actually touches data privacy, right? Because if you have anonymized data, just statistical data, if it's non-personal data, well, you don't have to care um, about data privacy. Um, but for many data types, you have to care about data privacy and you should care.
0: I'm going to bring you back a little bit because um, I'm going to go back to something, which, which we were kind of discussing earlier, um, which, which you touched on, which is that some of these, some of these, um, you know, the, the new datas the eagle alphas are very focused on alternative data and having relationships with hedge funds, but that is not necessarily data raids prime, like total focus. Um, where else are you seeing um, a potential? So I, I, I Imagine or correct me if I'm wrong that a lot of the alternative data provide, sorry the data providers would be the same because because everyone is interested in kind of the same stuff but in terms of in terms of buyers, where are you seeing um, interest outside of the financial sector
1: so outside of the financial sector, I would say it's probably the marketing industry right as I said like brands and agencies and they've been doing it for for decades. Um, Working with with um, consumer data for for audience targeting, for insights, for intelligence, and so on. So, probably it's the it's the marketing slash advertising uh, industry. Um, and then there are, as I said, more more centers popping up. And what we see is especially like consultancies are looking a lot on uh, at at external data, right? Mm. Um, they're very much driven by by data analysis, right? I mean, consultancies are the probably the, the masters of Excel and data analysis, and of course, uh, also for them it makes sense to to shift their analysis from little Excel sheets to a more sophisticated way um, of of using external data and and, and big data, right? Um, we see lots of technology startups looking at at um, at external data that build uh, analytics and insights systems so i would say the technology sector on its own is is a huge potential for data providers and then there are many 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 more industries that are coming up i mean there are some industries which are a bit more uh, i would say con- conservative which probably will take more time to um to discover external data for them um, but yeah, I think that's like the general landscape we we can see today.
0: What um, so you have created a data marketplace, which you've kind of you've got a vision. Um, I can I can see in terms of obviously you're 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 trying to make it. You're trying to create efficiencies. You're trying to make it as as kind of smooth and easy as possible for someone to 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 find and then and then get hold of um, get hold of data. Um, I'm going to just ask you to think. Kind of um creatively a little bit in terms of looking ahead if we're five or ten years into the future and there is you know this is this has kind of happened and 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 data rate is is obviously uh, in five or ten years will is is a major part of that what um what major hurdle in the data world um might you do we need to get over before we can get to that? In terms of is it is it regulatory? Is it standardization? Is it is it something like that? Can you see because we're at a fledgling place in where alternative data and, and data in general is in terms of this the the buying and selling of it? Is it technological? Where where do you see the biggest challenges in actually unleashing the the potential and 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 making this this sector efficient?
1: To answer the question of where I see the biggest challenges. I would say, and and we look a bit further into the future, right? I would say the commercial challenges, which are challenges of discovery, of building trust, of understanding quality, um, understanding pricing, right? Because there's always, there needs to be an ROI connected to data. Um, Those are way more important challenges in in the near term than the technical challenges of of data or of of buying and selling data. And why do I say that? Because I think today lots of companies are focusing on the technical piece of the data exchange. And I think there are hundreds of companies that have a solution here, um, where they make it very easy to exchange data from one side to the other side. But there is no technical transaction happening if if both companies, the buy, buy side company and the sell side company cannot agree on or cannot find value in really um, actually transacting the data, right? So I would say the the, the the biggest technical challenge we will see in the in the future to really make it super easy and, and not just for one industry or just for one data type is standardization 100%, right? Mm. So not getting data from system A to system B, but making sure that that the data that exists kind of adheres to a, a common standard so you can easily match your internal data to the external data that you're getting inside, right? and buying data is always connected to matching it with internal identifiers or matching it to tickers right so mm-hmm. what do you do with with if you're if you're doing uh, investing what do you do with external data that's not connected to to tickers um, might work i don't know how how this works but there's always kind of an, a matching that has to go on and this really only works if, if you have a standard there so that's the technical side i think This is something that that can be solved, but from my perspective, the way more important question is, how do you create commercial liquidity, um, making it very easy to, to really get to the point where both sides say, it makes so much sense to buy the data and it makes so much sense to sell the data to this client. And those are the big questions that need to be solved and the big hairy questions that need to be solved in the next, next years, um, we make it, make it easy to understand quality, to understand pricing, to also understand the sources and the heritage of, 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 the data sets. Um, yes.
0: It sounds like we've got a lot of work to do.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it ex- it's exciting to, to work in such a business.
0: Yeah, no for sure, absolutely. It feels like it feels like the start of, of something great. So um so no, I, f- I feel the same. Sunny that is great um thank you so much for for coming and being my first berlin-based um guest and for introducing um well the first data marketplace and on my podcast so um thanks very much for being here today and um i will be well i'll be wishing you a great deal of success in the future because as i say i'm I'm very keen for for europe to take off in, in alternative data so you you could be a major part in that
1: awesome my pleasure mark um great podcast by the way i've listened to a few episodes and uh, keep keep up the good work man